morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It was a good time last night. And then they're going to be coming this way uh, come Easter. We do it every year, and it seems like it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. God's good. Got a pretty important message this morning from the young trying to find the oldest one in here. I won't do that. From the young to the oldest, if you'll get a hold of what I've got to say this morning, which is very simple, but very right on top of it, uh, I promise you it'll direct and change your life. Everybody say amen. Amen. Okay. Title of the message is A Life of Thanks. Don't you get tired of being around people that are negative, that are complaining, that is gripey, grumbly, and my gosh, if you live with one, we'll pray for you. If you know one, we'll pray for you. There is nothing more damaging to your life. Listen to me. There's nothing more damaging to your life than you being negative about life. Because what you're doing, listen young people, pay attention to me today. If you start at that age, and you become at that age, if you become a person that walks in complaining and griping and grumbling about your parents, about your school, about your coaches, about your situation, about life, about the politics, about politicians, who we know what they're doing, that's, you're carrying yourself into where they are. Because the Bible says that when you judge, you become what you judge. Now, I'm going to get lighter with this, but it, it, it's, it's what destroys the church. You can go to the tavern, and everybody accepts you for where you're at, the mess you're in. Why can't we accept everybody right here, the mess you're in, and I'm in? Because we need Jesus. But the only, now listen, but the only way you bring Jesus on the scene is to be thankful for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you get, it's so easy to get in. And I know people that literally when you get around them, all they do is complain about life and complain about their health and complain about this and complain about that. There is no faith in that at all. None, and that's what I want to talk to you about today, uh, living a life of thanksgiving. Uh, I, I was sitting here a while ago after one of the songs we sang, and I heard Betty say at the same time I did, thank you, Jesus. We're thanking him for what's coming. That's faith. That's what, that's what it's all about. I thank him for all my past, and I thank him for the, I thank him for the bad stuff that's happened in my life. In my opinion, it's bad. Where, where are we at? If we know the scriptures, the Bible says he takes everything bad and turns it for good. So faith is thanking him for everything. And it's very difficult. When I first, years ago, when I first seen this scripture, it, says, it said to be, to be thankful in all things. I'm going like, give me a break. 
Come on, he knows what you're thinking. You might as well say what you're thinking about what he says. I don't know. I, ha- I had to put it on the back shelf because I did not understand at that point in my life, well, what is he talking about? But if it says in the word, it's the truth. And it's the only truth we've got. Boy, especially now. I don't care who you talk to, where you talk to, you're not going to hear the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It's funny how, it's funny how people want to throw God out of everything, but the court system still makes you swear on a Bible, which I'm so glad they do, but most of them that swear on the Bible are hypocrites. We've got to be at the place of understanding that God's got this. Proverbs 15, 23 says, A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. I didn't say that. That's in the Word. The Word is true. The Word is absolutely exact. So if it says in Proverbs 15, 23, a man has joy by the answer of his mouth, I can't have joy if I'm complaining about anything. Now, there's always talking about situations that's got to be changed. That's not complaining. That's knowing the answer and finding the answer. But if you're just one that gets on the phone and complains about life, if you're one that just gets in a bad mood and it's hard to get along with, you self-centered, stinking... Come on. We, we've got to mature. We've got to grow up. We can't be carnal Christians and see what God's going to do. He will not fill this house with carnal Christians living here. The only way this house is going to be filled is if we start living according to this word and watching him use us. We got to go watch the next two sessions of uh, Chosen. To see the characters and how they reacted when Jesus got them together at the very last of the second scene. And he said, I'm going to send you out two by two to do exactly what I do. And you could see the look on their face like, oh my gosh. But that's what we're supposed to be doing. But we can't be sitting around and complaining. And it, and it was, you, you gotta, you gotta go see it. He ends up putting, he ends up putting, oh, help me out here. Somebody that went with me. Matthew and... Pardon? Simon. Simon. The zealot had to, had, to, had to go two by two together. Matthew's artistic. Autistic. And this other man wanted to kill other Christians. But Jesus said, I know who needs to be together. Like, he could see the look on their face like, what? But listen, we as a church... And, I, and I'm not trying to beat anybody up. I'm just trying, I'm trying to give you the truth. We have got to get out of the negative life, and we've got to get in the place where this scripture means something. It brings a heart of gratitude, and it's the key to joy in your life. Because if you're always thanking him for things to come, if, you're always th- if you always have a thankful heart, then you're always in that mode of knowing it's coming. I know it's coming. I, I know it's not, that word hope is not, I, I question. 
The word hope is positive expectation of good. It is coming. So if you learn to start speaking over, Carl right now is not doing any better than he was a week or two ago. Not good at all in the natural. But in the supernatural, we as a body have to be not talking about his health, have to be talking about the answer. Lord, thank you that whatever's going on, which they haven't figured out yet, it's going to turn around and he's going to be, he is already healed. And we've got to stand behind him, but you can't stand behind him. I can remember when, when Brad, who's not here today, when Brad had that, that, that blood disease, show line for purple, whatever it was, that Doc found. His capillaries were rupturing and he was dying. And we were so afraid of the body of Christ that we didn't tell anybody at first. Well, why? Because most of the body of Christ would have just took that and had him dead. We've got to learn to speak with thanksgiving in our heart and in our life in everything that goes on. Ephesians 4.29, probably one of my foremost top scriptures. Let no one... Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good and necessary for edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. What's grace? Grace is unmerited favor. Grace is something nobody in here deserves. But yet we get grace. So my words and your words need to everywhere we go, everything we do, speak grace. I'm running with somebody right now that catches me on my negative side. I'm guilty as you are. And Donna will come back and say, but they're trying. We, all of us, I don't care what your age is. If you catch yourself, if you catch... Teenagers, if you catch another one negative, tell them to shut up. You can get by with it. Tell them to speak positive. Just tell them oh, there's good going on. You've got a warm house. You've got a warm bed. You've got parents that love you. Because when you, when, when you get in that area, like I said earlier, it reveals, it reveals your heart. It brings us, it, exalting the Lord in every circumstance is exactly where we, we've got to train ourselves because we're in a fallen world. We've got to train ourselves because we're always here in the negative. We've got to train ourselves to the place of getting there where we know that, that, that he puts, he, he, if you focus on him, you are focused on his power. You are focusing on that area of, you know, you know, I know, I know that God's got this. I know God's going to take care of this. I can remember walking through when we were paying for this building. The bills would come up, and back then Kim was the secretary in here, and Kim would say, we, we got to have 20-some thousand dollars by this weekend. Monday, I've got to send it in. Well, do you complain? Do you get to the altar, oh, God, bring in the money, oh, God, bring in the money, oh, God, save me. There's no place in Scripture that says that. He wants to bless us. He wants to take care of us. He wants to save you. Our place is, Lord, thank you that the money's coming in to cover the cost. It was so exciting when this place was paid for. What, the bank didn't make very much money off of this church because it got paid for. We were believing for this building. The Holy Spirit had told us, and you all had heard this story, but you need to be reminded. 
We had the concrete poured. We had a small basement for one of our classes. It sat out there for a while. And our words were, thank him, believe for $100,000. And then all of a sudden, Dave Meyer calls me and said, how you doing? What are you believing for? I said, 100 grand. He said, 2.5 is what they were looking for. He called me back in about 30 minutes and said, give me your exact address. I said, Dave, you know that. And he said, no. And I said, yes. He said, we're sending you a check for $100,000. I didn't beg God for that. You didn't beg God for that. All we did was thank him. Our, our mouth was lined up with what he'd already dropped into our hearts. He knew, he knew the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of young people that was going to be going through that building and getting saved and getting changed for life. He already knew that. And he, all he needed was a people that was going to believe he could do it. And he did it. It's no different than the garage we got down there. Lord, we need a garage for our buses that we're taking out. We need a garage to work on our equipment. And I threw in there, and Lord, I'd like to have a heated floor. And now we've got a 60 by 60, I think it's 60 by 60, heated garage where the equipment that we've got sets in 65 degree better than some people's homes. Well, how'd you get that? That thing right there in your mouth. Everybody stick your tongue out. That thing changes your life. That is, if it goes the wrong way, it spews out nasty water. If it, spews, if it goes the right way, it spews out faith. It brings us to that place of trusting and knowing. Psalms 22, 33, verse 3 says, God is enthroned in the praises of Israel. He's enthroned in the praises of this church. He's enthroned in, in, in our lives. He already knows what he has for us. He's already got it established. He just wants us to start speaking that into life and thanking him for everything. He, he, he Really, folks, he shows up on the scene. When you start thanking him, he's there. He never leaves us or forsakes us, but you're not listening to him. But when you start thanking him, you're stepping out in faith. Psalms 100 verse 4 says, I'll enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. It doesn't say I enter his courts with complaining. It doesn't say I enter his courts from being nasty. It doesn't say I enter his courts from being in a bad mood because I'm tired. It doesn't say I, you enter his courts. It says you enter his courts with thanksgiving. But I don't feel like giving thanks. I don't care because it has nothing to do with me or what you think. It has everything to do with what he says. And if he says, it's no different than the tithe. It says, give your first fruits. I was able to give a big check this week because my father worked all his life and I got part of that money. And I was able to take part of that I was able to take the tithe off of that increase and give it to this church to meet the needs. Well, well, why'd you do that? Because the word and because of faith. Because he says he will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings. Why would I not? Well, you know, I just never have enough. And, and you know, I... There's nobody here that doesn't have enough. Thank you, Lord, for meeting my needs. Thank you, Lord, for healing my body. Thank you, Lord. Folks, 
I even say, thank you, Lord, that the hair on my head's still growing. Why not? Thank you, Lord, by faith, my knees are perfect. Thank you, Lord, that I can play pickleball. I'm not very fast, but I can play pickleball. I'm not, I'm not very good, but as I watched on Channel 4 the other night, they had a show called Pickled, and the stars were playing pickleball, and Donna and I decided we could beat them, especially the first group that was out. They were horrible. But by faith, I'm going to get better. None of us are professionals. Brenda fell down the other day. Man. But she's out there by faith. And we're with her by faith. And she's not going to be a pro. None of us are. Trinity Mike could go there, maybe. And John Mike could go there. But they cheat. No. They practice. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> Listen, it's the will of God for you to be thankful. It's the will of God to follow his lead. Listen to what it, listen to what it says. First Thessalonians 5.18, in nothing give thanks. That no, doesn't say that. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In everything. When you look up the Greek for everything... Guess what it means? Everything. There's no mistranslation there. It's everything. So he's telling us that's the will of God in our life. Well, don't we want the will of God in our life and everything we do, everything we say, every place we go? So, so we just follow that and say, okay, I'm giving thanks. I don't know why this is happening to me, but I know he's going to make good out of it because he tells me to give thanks. Thanks is that place. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says, thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Amen. Always. 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 We're in a parade. And everybody in the parade finishes the parade. He's just got you in a different place than somebody else. So quit trying to be somebody else. Just be you. Just be at that place in your life where, where no matter what's happened to you in your life, it's okay. God's got, God's got this and he's got a reason for this. He's seen it happen. He didn't cause sickness. He didn't cause disease. He didn't cause John to lose his eye. He didn't cause that. That was just life we're in. But I know that I know that I know everybody plus John plus Carl. I could go down around the room. I know that I know that I know. Why do I know that? Because by faith, I give him thanks that he's going to make it right. Ray's gone. We, we, we buried him yesterday. Well, that don't seem fair. Are you God? Did you eat potato chips and Coke all your life? That was his diet. That was probably a lot to do with his health. But what a blessing after we left yesterday... I didn't realize how much he had an impact in my life. He had as much impact as my father did. I used to hang out at Ray's when dad was at work. That's why I like automotive. That's why I like, that's why I'm a motorhead. Because he helped me make my first go-kart. The things that each of you touch lives, you don't even know what you're doing. You don't even realize, but being negative, I... You all know people that are, that are just, they just complain no matter what they're doing. What are they doing to you? How are they helping you? So I, I want everybody to pay attention to how you are. That's why I'm giving this message. Thanksgiving. 
That's supposed to be 24-7 every day of the week. Being thankful for what God, 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Thanks be to God who always leads me in triumph. That procession, that, that place where you're walking, that, that trip to Walmart, that trip to Rosiers, you're, you're always in a parade. And how are you when you walk up to the lady or the man that's been standing at the cash register for hours and their feet are burning and their legs are aching? How are you to them? Do you complain about? No, you, you say something nice to them. Man, I know you've had a hard day. I, you know, how long you got left today? Oh, I've got seven more hours. Man, I, I'm with you because I know it's not easy to stand there. And then they'll start talking to you. Words, thankfulness is so powerful. Thankfulness is for your past, it's for your present, and it's for my future. Whining is in the past, stinks in the present, and it's not helping your future. Simple message, but I'm telling you what, it'll change your life. Think about Think about Acts. I've got it pulled up here. Acts 16, 25 and 26. Paul and Silas are in prison. I don't know how many have got to go to Israel, but one of our trips to Israel, we got to see the prison where they stayed. And it was kind of a interesting. It was a slope that the prison lived, lived that the prison was set on, and you could look in the bottom windows down in the basement of it. And that's where the sewer from above and every place else in the city ran through, open, the basement floor. And Paul and Silas were chained to the wall next to that. Listen what they did. Now think about it. They're in prison, and it's not like the prisons we have where they've got heat and they've got all that they have. It says... But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Could you imagine that? Then it goes on and says, Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. Why? Not because they were sitting there in the filth, complaining about where they were. Oh, we'll never get out of here. We're doomed. Where'd God go? He's not with me anymore. The song we sang was so good. He's always, 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 never ending working for you and I. But I'm telling you what, listen. If we can grab what I'm preaching right here today and change our speech and change our thoughts. First, you've got to change your thoughts because you'll never change your mouth until you change your thoughts. And you change your thoughts to God is really going to take care of me. And God's really got me. And I can go, I can look around the room and see, you know, Harold right now. I don't know if he's here or not. He's so bad health-wise now with his back. So much pain he can't hardly even walk. We should be supporting him every time we think of Harold. Not Harold like Harold is sometimes. Harold's Harold. I'd go around the room. You know, I'm not, and I'm not talking against him. I love Harold. I love Jim, but we're all characters. <laughs> Jim looked at me and raised his eyes like, 
Come on. But he's going through hell. You say, well, Pastor, you shouldn't have said that from up on the pulpit. I'm not behind the pulpit. <laughs> Fact is, he's miserable. We should be standing and thanking the Lord that something supernatural is going to happen to him. That is when the church is going to grow. When word gets out, Harold's totally healed. John's got a new eye. Pastor's dancing with those dumb knees he's got. Pastor beat Trinity with his knees. That would bring people. I, I know I'm funny, but listen, I got to get the point across. We have got to grow up. We have got to quit gossiping. We have got to quit talking about people. We have got to start speaking truth. Maybe somebody's not doing life like you do it, but it's none of your business. We've got to start speaking life into every individual that we know and recognize that God's got this. God's going to take care of this. It's an act of faith. Joy and victory come in Thanksgiving, folks. Thanks. Oh, just, just, just start changing every time you, and I'm going to, right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking, team, come on up. Father, I'm asking that every one of us, when we bring anything negative, when we think anything negative, that you, you check us on that. So that we'll know, oh, thank you, Lord, for doing that. Thank you, Lord, for helping me not be that negative kid, that negative guy, that negative girl, that negative. That, that, thank you for be, letting me know that you've got my life. You're going to take care of me. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to take care of all my bills. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to heal my body. Thank you, Lord, that you're doing it. It's already done. We thank you, Lord. And Father, I thank you that you're going to remind us each and every time we start thinking a wrong thought and really check us, Lord, when we say anything wrong and we can immediately turn that around and we can give you praise, Father, for all that's going on. Lord, we thank you that you've got us and you're taken care of. Lord, we thank you that you keep, you stay on the scene with us. Your power and your anointing flows with us. All because your word says if we have a thankful heart, you'll take care of every situation and every circumstance. And we thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Like a soldier with no armor In the middle of the battle I was broken I was broken It was only getting darker In the valley of the shadow I was hopeless I was hopeless I never thought that I would ever see the day when every single chain would break But hear the voice of heaven call my name Then Christ came Changing everything He took my sin and shame away Now every song I sing will be for Him Ever since the moment He walked in 
situation, every circumstance of our life, knowing that whatever's bad, you're going to make for good, and whatever good, you're going to make it better. And we thank you for it, Father. We trust in you. And Father, during this, this Thanksgiving, all the families are coming and going. Thank you for just safety around about everybody's traveling, everybody's coming in. Thank you, Lord, for just 
giving us the blessings that you want to give us. And we trust in you. And we thank you for our Father. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Call you blessed. Deacons and elders, don't remember, don't forget, we have a meeting tonight at 6 o'clock.